0: Welcome to the Ben Don't Break podcast. I am Aaron Schweitzer, your host, along with the region's omniscient reporter, Laurel Bronze. This podcast is powered by The Source Weekly, Bend's locally on the newspaper. And our podcast is generally supported by Worthy Brewing, putting education first, utilizing green technologies, and experimenting daily to brew the best damn beer in the Pacific Northwest, while treading as lightly on the earth as possible. Living out their mantra, earth first, beer second. Our guest today is Kevney Dugan, born and raised in Michigan, studied psychology and business at Hope College in Michigan. Got into trail running, mountain biking, and fly fishing at a young age, and these are still his favorite outdoor activities today. Has worked in the fly fishing industry in Livingston, Montana, San Jose, California, Jackson, Wyoming. Prior to visit Ben, worked at Orvis, a fly fishing and lifestyle company. His main interest outside of work is spending time with his wife and two adorable children. Kevin, thanks for joining us.
1: You bet. Good to see you guys.
0: Well, I hear your name all the time, whether it's at city council or community discussion. So how does it feel to be the the man of the hour these days? You know,
1: it's interesting. I don't mind being man of the hour, but during these times and under these conversations, it's you know, it's a little trying, but yeah, we're good. I, I, it's an honor to be in this position and I, I, I'm happy to be serving this role right now.
0: Tell me a little bit how you became interested in working in the tourism industry. What What was your, I mean, I see your background is clearly outdoors. Um, how'd you get to the tourism side?
1: Yeah, it was not, it was not by intent. So the the background is I, I you know, I moved here uh, with my now wife and, and was working at Orbis and at the time, she was actually uh, teaching one of Doug LaPlaca's kids, who was the prior CEO here at Visit Bend, And just through that relationship, we started having conversations. And when I uh, departed Orbis, we, we sort of brainstormed a, a sales job here at Visit Bend, And that was now over 10 years ago um, that I joined Visit Bend. So it, it was not by intent. It was more by chance. But at the same time, I, I've, always, I've always loved the idea of traveling, and camping, and outdoor recreation. And so it's turned out to be a great fit.
0: Well, you've been a very level-headed face for the uh, organization through these times. So I'm I'm sure your board has got to be happy about that. Um, What are you hearing right now? I mean, you're in that uh, position that everybody talks about. Your organization is supposed to bring tourists here, but there's uh, a mandate to keep uh, everybody safe, which uh, has come to imply not having tourists here. But at the same time, businesses are crying for those tourism dollars. How does someone in your position navigate navigate all that?
1: Yeah, I think as you just outlined, it's a little bit of a rock and a hard place, but you know, we, we sort of set out early. Uh, when we saw a lot of this coming down, we, we very quickly pulled down paid advertising and really wanted to make sure we understood what the public health crisis was all about and how it was gonna play out. And I think we've been very cautious and I think we've been very community first. I think we've uh, stepped up for the stakeholders when we had conversation about what the guidelines should be in those various sectors. So I think in a lot of ways we've balanced the role of supporting our stakeholders while also adhering to the guidance that's coming down from city council. Um, It's not a beautiful scenario right now. There's no way to candy coat that, but I think we have to continue to manage Uh, this public health crisis, and also think about the economy. And if you talk to most of the stakeholders, specifically in the lodging industry, they're being very thoughtful. But at the end of the day, they they know they have employees at home not going to work, struggling to put food on the table. Um, And so this public health crisis is having multiple impacts and and is a very delicate balance and a fine line to walk.
0: Yeah, we had a conversation with... um... One of the state economists, David Runberg, and he was talking about how what a large percentage of our economy is tourism, and you know I can still remember back to post recession, it was the tourism industry that pulled us out of that. It wasn't wasn't the housing industry. It was you know people coming here and enjoying themselves. Um, how do you how do you see that um, playing out these days? You know that pro tourists, keep them back? Speak to that a bit.
1: Yeah, so I think there's, there's, it's not the same scenario as 2010 from the standpoint that back then we were largely a housing uh, industry and tourism industry, and we didn't have the same diversity we have today. I think the work that's happened over the last 10 years, which ben has been a part of, the, the outbound marketing positioning this place as an idyllic place has led to the relocation of, of many in the professional services sector so we're we're much more diverse today how do we get out of this one you know we're, we're not there yet it's it's not time to go out there in my opinion and aggressively market and tell everybody possible to come here it's time to sort of play it safe and and hopefully people are making the right decisions and you know we are seeing some people travel and under phase two that was an acceptable behavior we've taken a step back from that um but I, I have full confidence we're going to get to a point where we get this public health issue under control, and we are once able again to be proactive in this space. And I think you know we will do our part to get these these people back to work. Um, and and when that time comes, we'll know. And in the in the meantime, we're going to do everything we can to accept the business we can, and and hope that we don't see uh, too many businesses go out of business. Um, but time will tell. This is this is an evolving situation, as we all know.
0: You know, I heard Travel Oregon presentation where they taught. I mean, you guys are traditionally referred to as DMOs, Destination Marketing Organizations. But I was really caught by, in the Travel Oregon uh, presentation, they were saying it's evolving more to DMO, meaning Destination travel management, where you guys are responsible for what happens to these folks when they get here, a bigger responsibility to the community as a whole kind of goes beyond just like bring them here and let, you know, God sort them out. Now that person's you. So uh, do you think that's going to be the case? I mean, it seems like that's what we've definitely moved to now, but uh, in the future, I can see that sticking.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was one of when I took this job four years ago, that was one of my goals was to figure out a way to start thinking about the impact of this industry on our community, not just from an economic development standpoint. You know, sustainability talks about the social impacts. It talks about the environmental impacts and it talks about the economic impacts. And I think in some ways the tourism industry has not always been there for some of the social environmental impacts. And I think when we started creating programs like the Bend Pledge or now the Pledge for the Wild, which is 15 communities strong throughout the West, these were programs to start talking about responsible recreation, being more thoughtful about those those environmental places, but also the social impacts on a community. And if you're going to invi- you know, visit a community, what are those expectations? I think there's more we can do. And I think this is one of... The topics that we are having a lot internally is is what does a sustainable destination look like for this community and whose role is that you know we can't forget the fact that at the end of the day the city of bend retains 70 percent of transient room tax do they do they have a role in creating a sustainable destination what is visit Bend's role Are, are we supposed to be sustainable in all those three sectors on our own or is our role to be the economic development engine and, and the city's role to be uh, dealing with facilities and infrastructure and on the social side, uh, public health and police and public services? I mean, there's some, there's some big questions that have to be asked, but we can't forget about the 70% that is going to the city from these transient room tax collections. And I think it's sometimes a group like Visibend is unfairly burdened with the full responsibility of destination management.
0: Oh, I think you're supposed to do it all. I I expect you to be developing a police and fire department any any day now. So, <laughs> um, Laurel, did you have a, a question you want to fire over? Because then yeah. I'm going to get into tourists, and uh, we, <laughs> we'll be we'll be swimming in deep waters.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, sure. I guess along those lines. I mean, I, I think you made a really good point there, Kefney, about that 70-30 split, Um, but like, is there any wiggle room? Like you started the Cultural Tourism Fund, I felt like as, you know, one of those things that really enriches the community, but also brings in overnight guests. Like,
0: are there other things we could be doing, using that marketing money for things other than direct marketing?
1: Um, yeah I mean again, the, the thing we have to remember, even with the cultural tourism fund, um, it is still tied to outbound marketing so if Ben Film receives those dollars, one of the expectations is that they go into the Portland market and encourage people from Portland to come over the hill and go to ben film so the same transient room tax laws that the dollars that Visit Bend is investing in, in more traditional marketing are still having to be upheld by those cultural organizations. So they don't get a departure from transient room tax law. So to answer your question, I, you know this is, this is a state level dialogue. And I think one of the things that makes this very dynamic is that although in, this, in the city of Bend that split is, is 70-30 with promotion of tourism getting 30, you have places like Lincoln City where it might be 55% of the promotion of tourism. Um, the The numbers are different across the board and different communities are at different levels of their tourism curve. So, you know, I think one of the big uh, concerns the local uh, population have is, is a lack of control over that decision. You know, it's not just a City of Bend decision. These are agreements that were made back in 2003 between then city council, in the industry and it had to adhere to state law. So again, I think a lot of people show up and say, well, where is the latitude? And I think we're trying to find the edges. The Bend Cultural Tourism Fund is a great example of that. I think uh, trying to create programs like, again, the Bend Pledge and Pledge for the Wild and, and working with local nonprofits in the environmental spaces are ways of looking at the edges to, to work within those guidelines and those laws.
0: Stephanie, let's, um, one of the byproducts of a lot of the discussions around tourism, and I, and I know this is somewhat um, fear-based and a lot of thing is, you know, we've talked about this, how the term tourist can, from time to time, start to become a real negative thing. When, you know, I was talking about this with Laurel, um, I don't know who these people are that don't travel or feel like they can, you know, say these negative things about tourists other than the purists who never leave their house. Like, even if I go to Redmond, I don't live there. I mean, essentially I'm a, I'm a tourist when I go to Redmond. I I love to be a tourist there, but um, I'm just wondering what you're seeing with regard to the way tourists are being portrayed.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I would say this is uh, the part that's taken the biggest emotional toll on me in the last few weeks. You know, I, I get the broad dialogue around managing this health crisis and I get that there are decisions that need to be made to keep this community healthy, but the way in which we have turned that word into a curse word and and sort of given the green light to the community to take their own action has been frustrating. And I I don't think the dialogue coming out of elected officials and our leaders is, is appropriate. And I think it's one of the things we talk about a lot at even the national level that we sit around and complain about, and then we do the same in our own communities. And I think there's a level of decency that we owe to each other, and and let's have that dialogue. But you know, the, putting stickers on cars about you know go home, or you know, we saw the downtown Bend Business Association with a "Reclaim Your Downtown" ad. Um, it's it's just it's it's hitting a. T- a a point that is it's untenable and it's not fair and and this industry at times has been so much to this community whether pulling it out of the recession or simply creating jobs I mean just at a basic level um, to then see us sort of to, to get to this level it's it's beneath us as a community and I think that's been the hardest part through all this it's one thing to to manage a public health crisis It's another thing to point blame and see the actions we're currently seeing in our community.
0: Yeah, I've always been somewhat surprised given, and I know the tourism industry, I mean, we've diversified some, but as we've diversified, we've also grown in terms of the number of tourists that we're managing on a daily, on a, you know, yearly basis. But we have to acknowledge that there's somewhere between 17 and 20% of our livelihoods are composed of people coming here and enjoying themselves. And, you know, again, I'll point to that travel Oregon um, presentation that I heard where these are the people that end up moving here. They're not people that came here and went home. They're people who came here, enjoyed themselves, decided to get a summer home, evolved into a regular home. And so how do we, I mean, is that a Visit Ben task, or how how does one elevate the discussion about how we're treating tourists, treating each other, treating our economy?
1: Yeah, I, I, again, it's a it's a it's a big question that we have to answer, and it's it's one that we are ready to undertake. And I think that if we as a community are ready to have that holistic conversation about, you know, the the full piece of the pie, and what is Visit Ben's role within that, um, you know. How do we ensure that long-term 10, 15, 20 years down the road, this this destination, this community is is has the same values, has the same recreational assets, has the same elements that we've all moved here for and learned to love and enjoy? And I think that's going to take a roadmap that allows a visit then to start talking about facilities or start talking about um, other ways to invest these dollars. You know the the general notion and the way the system is currently built is that the more we go out and drive transient room tax collections, that thirty percent still grows in total dollars, right? So it's it's sort of sure. a self perpetuating situation, and I think taking a hard look about how we can reinvest those dollars is is really good, but. Again, I'll go back to one of the things I would like to see is that with the city 70%, that that's also part of the conversation and that not that they have to do anything different, but as a community, we start to recognize that. You know, We, we read the definition of partnership the other day. And that is that both partners accept both the liability and the profit. And I would argue, and again, this is me getting a little defensive, that a lot of that liability has fallen on us. And we sort of sure. forget as a community, that there's a full 70% or we're on track to put it, you know, close to $8 million in their general fund is not part of that conversation. And, and you're hearing the police force talk about you know, a lack of jobs or jobs going away or, or being underfunded. And it's, it all rolls up. We're all part of this ecosystem and we're all doing our best to, to be successful and vibrant. Um, but I think we have work to do and, and we're ready to undertake that work.
0: I think, um, you know, I can't remember what the particular name of the, one of these posts that went up, but if you remember, it was maybe a year and a half, two years back, someone put on their blog um, where there was a bunch of trash in the river. What was the name of that? I mean, it's help so, me yeah. out. Are
1: we promoting ourselves to death or yeah. selling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To death?
0: Loving, our, loving to death. I loving ourselves think. to yeah. death. And and But the what caught... Um, my eye about and I think we editorialized about it at the time was that there was in fact all this garbage now whether that was tourists or whether that was locals but there was no agency to claim responsibility for it and I remember there was a group of people that just came about through social media to go and clean it up but the whole time I was like which agency is going to step up, you know, was, there, was it the city, was it parks, which was the two I was looking at, and going to assign a task force to this kind of thing? Because we clearly are, like you said, benefiting quite uh, noticeably with regard to the amount we get from tourism. But where is that other group, not the marketing organization, and that's why I brought up the manager thing, but where's that other, where's that other thing that goes out there and, and handles them? you know, so that we do feel good about it. And, uh, you know, and the locals get cut to the front of the line. If there's no organization there, how do we get around? Yeah. It's I I
1: mean, I remember that. I think I was a month on the job when the tourism or tourism came out by, you know, and it was, it was was done mostly because of, you know, loving Ben to death and in that uh, blog post. But yeah, it's, again, it's something that we, we, We sort of say, you know, there are jurisdictions, whether it's BLM, Forest Service, um, the City of Bend, Parks and Rec, and we don't have any jurisdiction to set policy or do those things, but we are more than willing to prop up when the Forest Service puts a fire ban in place or, or to help where we can, but I think it's an interesting question of what is that group? shaping the future and and how the increase in both our local population and the increase in tourism and and people arriving here for for visits what does that management look like and you know we're starting to see it in in place like a whitewater park where you have an incredible amount of people floating the river and and how do we collectively come together to make sure that stays a a viable experience and a healthy experience for the river um, and for the people in the river um yeah i mean there's It's one of the things that I've, I can't wrap my head around, but I I, I come from the Midwest and I go back to the Midwest and there hasn't been an ounce of growth from the town I'm in. And and it's just sort of been status quo. And I come back here and the incredible amount of vibrancy and, and health and fun and smiles and all the things are here. But with that comes sort of an unknown out in front of us. And I think that's that unknown is sort of something we have yet to grapple with or really sort of define. Where are we going and what does that look like?
0: Well, I, I, bringing up the tourism tourism, because I, I remember how ludicrous I thought the whole premise was, because it was, should we be promoting tourism? Should we be encouraging people to come here? Or should we be turning them away? And it, it, I've always maintained until you're going to take a gigantic God eraser to the mountains, they're coming, you know, and marketing it and, and making sure they have a great experience when they get here kind of as an obligation, if you're taking their money when they arrive. So I think, I think if, uh, if we're all successful, then we'll just have responsibility creep for you. And again, Kevney, you'll have a fire department and a police <laughs> department for tourists. <laughs> It'll be the some kind of badge that has a tourist police it or something. But all kidding aside, like I still have not seen where that kind of management comes from. And it's clearly not from, I mean, you, you have a very small staff. They're very focused. They're marketing folks. And um, yeah, I'm just curious to see. I mean, I do agree that it's the first step would be you know let's let's change the way we address people i mean we see that in across the country a recognition of the other and trying to get a handle on how we treat the other um and it comes it, tourism falls right in there you know i think it's one of those things we can do a better job of mm-hmm. so well kevin we are running out of time here um anything that we didn't touch on that you would like to speak to before we we breakaway?
1: No, I think, we, I think we covered all the main topics. I mean, I, I, as you guys heard, you know, we, we are proud to be a partner of this community and proud to do the work we do. And we know it's a contentious issue, but we're, we're here to listen and, and get better every day and, um, you know, support our stakeholders and also, you know, work with council and other elected officials <laughs> to make sure that we're doing work that their constituents are asking for. Um, and we'll continue to show up at that table. So we look forward to more.
0: That's great. I have a, uh, something I'm gonna drop by your office. My son is uh, f- um, taking photography in college and he's been going through these old life magazines and he pulled this ad out from the San Francisco Tourist Bureau from, the, from 1944. And it was a don't come to San Francisco ad. And it was all about all the sailors and army people shipping out and how it was just a big party <laughs> and they couldn't take any, any more people. And I thought, oh. Kevin will appreciate <laughs> this ad.
1: <laughs> so
0: yeah. yeah, different times. Um, Kevin, thanks for your time. This is the Ben Don't Break podcast. I appreciate uh, you taking a uh, time to be with us and uh, good luck.
1: Yeah, thank you.